Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shir. Yashikayach to everyone for, for coming out tonight on an Erev Yantif, on a rainy Erev Yantif, to, to get together to be Mechen for the Yantif together. This is the, the true, not to take away from the cheesecake, but this is the true, the true hachana for Yantif is to, is to take the time to think through that Yantif is coming. And I, I want to thank Rabbi Wisnicki once again for being the, the shliach for this, uh, for this evening. To, as, as he's done in the past, he's relentless in making sure that we live up to our mission. This is something Rabbi Kalish and I have discussed dozens of times over the years. It's something that we dream of to be able to get together to prepare for Yantiv. And we both appreciate very much that there's someone out there that holds our feet to the fire. About a year ago, Rev Uri Zohar was nifter. And Rev Uri Zohar was a massive Talmud Chacham and a Masmid, who in his youth was the, the superstar of, of the Israeli entertainment world. He was an actor, he was a comedian, he was, he was a superstar. He was the, like one of the most recognizable faces in the state of Israel. And long story how he was Neskarev to Yiddishkeit, and after he became, he became from, at some point he wrote a book. And the name of his book was, I think it has various titles, but at least one of the titles is, my friends, we were robbed. A very provocative title. My friends, we were robbed. I want to give a Hezbra to the title tonight. <laughs> my, I, one of my brothers is very close to, to Reb Chaim Yitzchak Kaplan who's a Rebbe in Pachad Yitzchak in Yerushalayim, and he's the Mashgiach of the Chevron Yeshiva. And he told me over, and eventually, when I got excited about it, he sent me the recording, he told me over a schmooze that he has a Chevra, he has a Chevra in the United States that get together on the phone from time to time to hear schmoozing from him. And he told me over some pieces of a schmooze. He says an enormous amount in every schmooze. But I want to bring up a ha'ara and a, and a machshava that he said. He said like this, Parshas Bamidbar is the, the famous Rashi, the famous Chazal, that the, the Pasuk tells us that these are the children of Aaron um Moshe, and then it goes on to say the children of Aaron and not the children of Moshe. So Rashi says, you see from here, that call Hamalamed as Ben Chaveroi Taira, that someone who teaches the son of his friend Taira, it's Ki'ilu Yeladai, as if he gave birth to him, as if he, as if, as if he fathered him. <coughs> so he asked such an interesting question. He said, What's the Hadgasha? We know that the words of Chazal are so meduktuk. Chazal chews every word, every letter so carefully. Why doesn't it just say that someone who's malamed, another person, is ke'ilu yeladai? If you teach someone, it's as if you gave birth to them. Why are you referencing that he's someone's son? 
Hamalameh ben chaveroi teira is ki'ilu yiladai. It's just to balance, because I'm saying, like, I'm the father, so I just point out, is actually a father? Like, what's the, why, why do Chazal feel it's necessary to say that if you teach your friend's son, Taira, it's as if you, you emailed him? Just say, Hamalameh Yisrael Taira, ki'ilu yiladai. In fact, he said, that the question is really also on Berchus HaTayra. We ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu, <laughs> that to teach Tayra to Tzetzo to our children, well, I understand why we're asking Hashem to teach Tayra to our children, to teach us Tayra, we should have this chus to learn Tayra. that we should be able to, to know Torah, and our children, and the children of Klal Yisrael. Just say, and Klal Yisrael. That we, our children, and the rest of Klal Yisrael should be zaycha, to be yaydei shemecha, v'layim Again, it seems that the chazal wove into the Lushan a reference to the fact that we're children of fathers. What's the pshat in that? What's the reference here? The Mishnah says in Avais, Prepare yourself to learn Taira. Be ready to be miyageya in Divrei Taira. She'eno Yerushalach. It's not a Yerusha. It doesn't come by itself. You have to work hard to, 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 to have Torah. It's not a Yerusha. Frecht so many Mepharshim, starting with the Taisvis Yantif. It's not a Yerusha? Ah, it is a Yerusha. I, the Torah says... Taira tziva lanu maisha, my Russia kehilas Yaakov. So lechayre it is a Yerusha. The Ksava Kabbalah on the pasuk of Taira tziva lanu because of this tries to say that my Russia is not Yerusha, but the, it's clear in Chazal that Chazal understood that my Russia is Yerusha, that the Taira is a Yerusha. So the Mishnah is being chaylik on the pasuk of Zayis Habracha. It is a Yerusha. So Reb Chaim Volozhner says in Ruach Chaim that there's Klal Yisrael and there's a Yachid. That Klapi, the Klal, it's a Yerusha. Klal Yisrael has the Yerusha of the Torah. But it doesn't necessarily mean that every individual is going to have the Torah. Lagabi, every individual ain't a Yerusha love. Like who says you're going to have it? And I can't say that I know Pshat in the, in the Reb Chaim Velazhin, but I could show you a Gemara that says not that way. There's a Gemara that says not that way. There's a Gemara that makes it very clear that when it says, that the Torah is a Yerusha, that it's a Yerusha, every individual, it's a Yerusha. The Gemara is in Sanhedrin, Daftzadi Aleph, Amit Beis, on the very bottom. Omar of Chana Barbizna, Omar of Shimon Chasida. 
Someone who withholds a halacha from a Talmud, someone who's, who, who, who's not diligent in teaching Torah. Rashi says, he doesn't, he doesn't teach a Talmud Torah. It's as if you're robbing him of the Yerusha of his Avais. Shanemar Taira Tsiva Lanu Maisha Mai Rasha Kihilas Yaakov Mai Rasha He Lekal Yisrael. Now Lechayra, it's a unbelievable kasha on the Ruachayim. Because what do you mean? Maybe this Talmud is not included in Yerusha. If I from one Talmud I don't teach a halacha, so then it's uh, I'm stealing from Nachlas Avaisav. No, the rest of the Talmudim will learn. The Klal will have it. L'chayr, it's clear from the Gemara that the Yerusha of Torah is to every Talmud, to every one of us, to every Yid, my Rasha Kehila Sakov. It's a clear, it's clear in the Gemara. So what's the Pshat? That the Mishnah in Avais tells us She'eno Yerusha Lach, if clearly the Torah tells us it is a Yerusha. Rabbi said the answer is really simple. But the fact that it's simple doesn't make it not very, very important. Torah has many different midas and we have a very layered relationship with Torah because of it. Because the Torah encompasses so much. And Legabe, there's a part of our relationship, a dimension I'll call it, an aspect of our relationship that we say it's not going to happen by itself. It's not going to be like Yerusha in the sense that when a father dies, his children are Yerush without him doing anything. That's No, if you want to have the Torah, you have to work for it. There's an Indian of, of, of being, of Yagiya, of La'asoik B'divrei Torah. But that's not to say that the Torah is not a Yerusha. In a different aspect... A different layer, a different dimension of our relationship with the Torah. It's very much a Yerusha. But what aspect is that? I'm going to read you a Medrash in Parashas Truma. The Medrash says, Mashal leben malachim shanizbek ishehu katan lemedina sayam. It's a mashal that a ben melech was captured. He was taken as a prisoner of war to Medina Sayyam, far away from his father's kingdom. And he was, you know, he, he, he was ripped away from his father's kingdom, his father the Melech. Even after many years, he's not shy to come back and to claim the Malchus. I'm coming back to the Yerusha of my fathers. And the Gemara, the, the Medrash says this mashal to explain the Pasuk, Torah tziva lanu moyshe moyrasha, al tikre moyrasha elo yerusha. And I saw somebody that, that uses a mashal that the Chavetz Chaim gives for, regarding something else, 
that the fact that something's a Yerusha doesn't necessarily mean that I know where to find it. The fact that it's a Yerusha could still be that I have to work to find it. The marshal is like a, a matma, and somebody's father tells him before he dies, I left a treasure for you. I hid it. And he doesn't tell him where he hid it. Is it a Yerusha? Of course it's a Yerusha. But without him working hard to find it, he's not going to have it. The Nakuda that Torah is a Yerusha is the Nakuda that I can consider it mine. That I'm not boish. I'm not shy. I think about this sometimes. Sometimes you walk in, you, have, you know, I'm in Eretz Yisrael, you know, whatever, you walk into a yeshiva, it's packed with people coming in from the outside, and you like feel a little funny. No, the Medrash tells us. This is my Torah. I belong here. This is my world. This is my Torah. I have a claim to the Torah, no matter what. It's my Torah. It's a Yerusha. Maybe I was in Medina Sayyam. And now I'm walking into the Mir Yeshiva for the first time in 10 years, and it's hard to find a seat. It doesn't matter. This is my Torah. In the aspect of my relationship to it, how I feel about it, how I relate to it, my assumption that I can connect with it, Lugabe that, it's a Yerusha. I inherited this. My Rosha Kehilas Yaakov. Is it going to happen by itself? Am I going to fall asleep tonight and wake up tomorrow at Talmud Chacham? No. Prepare yourself. Of course, Torah, to, to, to be a Yidea Torah, a person, to be Yidea Shemecha, a person has to work hard. But there's an element that's very important to know that this Torah is not an outside thing. It's not something that some people get. It's not something that some people have a right to. It's not even something that some people have a right to more than somebody else. We are all equal Yarshim in the Torah. We all have a right to the Torah. So said Reb Chaim Yitzchak, that's why there's a Hadgasha of Hamalame ben Chaveroi Torah. V'tzeetzoi amcha beis Yisrael. There is an element of Yerusha. He's somebody's son. He's Makabala Yerusha. And if you teach him Torah, you're restoring his Yerusha. He deserves this Torah. It's his. When we teach Torah to someone, we're, we're giving him something that his father left for him. Unfortunately, sometimes the father can't teach it. So we give the child something that his father left for him. But Hamalami ben Chavera, he's, he's the son of a Chavera. There's a Yerusha here. There's a Messiah here. There's a Yerusha for him to get. And all of the Yarshim, that's, you read all of the Yarshim of Amchabes Yisrael, they're all Mekablim of a Yerusha. Ravuri Zohar grew up in a world that wasn't Makir HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he wasn't taught Torah. So he wrote a book, My Friends, We Were Robbed, because it's a Yerusha. 
because he was saying that was mine, that world of Torah, and you didn't you didn't give me what was mine. You for, you didn't tell me that in the will it says and the Torah. You didn't tell that to me. <coughs> you robbed me. You robbed me of the the greatest treasure. So that was his cry. Boy, did he claim it, by the way. But that was his cry. My friends, we were robbed. He was telling all of his friends that he grew up with. We were robbed. There's this enormous matana that's ours. It belongs to us. We were robbed because it's ours. For us, and we, Baruch Hashem, live in a from world and we, and we have Taira and we could learn Taira. So we were not robbed. We were given that Yerusha. But I, what I want to bring up tonight is, but were we? Is it possible that we still have in our minds a us and them kind of relationship with Taira. That there are those Talmidei Chachamim that learn Taira Yaimam Valayla. There are those people that are really plugged into Taira. There are those people that can continue to steig their whole lives. And me, I have my, my tear dice, I have my distractions, I have my limitations in understanding, I have my, my, my worries, I have to worry about my mishpacha. I'm, I'm just, for me, the Taira is not... It's not, it's, it's, it, I, I can't hold on to it the way others can. You know, there's the shelf in my house of art scroll books, of all of the, um, which is becoming a very diverse shelf, by the way. I'm very excited about that. But is there a part of us, is there an element in us where we tell ourselves, Oh, like, they're a learner. They're from the learning chevra. They're holding in sugyas. I'm not holding in sugyas. You know, I'll do my token learning, but I'm not holding in sugyas. But they're holding in sugyas. And if that's true, and I certainly feel it myself sometimes, if that's true, then we were robbed. Because the Torah a Yerusha means that Every one of us has the ability to continuously develop in our relationship with Taira. To develop new parts of our connection to Taira. New types of commitment to Taira. New dimensions of understanding Taira. To broaden, what we, what, to broaden our experience of Taira. That we have, a, we have a right to this. This is our right. This is our Yerusha. Nachlas avoysav. This is my. This is this. Zaysa tayrasha samoysha lufnei bnei Yisrael. This is this is my zchus to have this tayra. I'm 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 the ben chaveroi. I was makabel from from the dayrus before me. A right, a zchus. I'm, this tayra is mine, and I belong in front of a gemara. And I belong not just in front of a gemara. I belong continuing to develop my relationship with the gemara. I keep thinking I found the most delicious arugas abaisem. And then I keep finding a more delicious one. But this week I found the most delicious arugas abaisem. 
The Rugas Abayisim in Parshas Bamidbar brings the Chazal that the morning of Kabbalah Satayra, Moshe had to wake up Klal Yisrael. As we know, that's why the Sfarim say, that's why we stay up the whole night of Shavuos. We don't want to oversleep. Moshe Rabbeinu had to wake up Klal Yisrael. V'hu yifla ma'id, he says. It's, it makes no sense. Ha'yitachin kazais al dor Could such a thing possibly be? Really? They overslept? Forgot to set my alarm clock? Really? He says, Unedama b'nafshenu. Forget about the dor Let's think about us. If a Navi would tell us that on, on a certain day, Yeireid Hashem al har Sinai, he says, Mizeh Who is that person? Asher liboy loyis oirer b'shaytayu b'zmanoi. Who's that person? That's not gonna. It's not gonna be up. We, we, 2023. We wouldn't sleep that night. We would get up at the. Well, when we have a plane to catch, we we're, we're, we're up. We don't. We hardly sleep. We would be up. Klal Yisrael, they woke up late? Moshe Rabbeinu, was there, Rabbi say, wake up, and everyone's yawning. Like, seriously, that's what's going on the morning of our Sinai? Everyone's cut, you know, people come to Davani with their coffees. It's very in style. Everyone's coming to our Sinai with their coffees, with their Starbucks. <laughs> really, that's what's going on? See, he says the Pshad is like this. He says that it was Bahashgacha El it was the Hashgacha Nifla'a, HaKadosh Baruch Hu put us to sleep. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted that we should wake up late that day. Why? He said, because we, we were all there as well. And he says, and I want to read you the words. He says, V'tzafa HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu saw, She'asidin doyreis ha'achroinim. That in the later generations, our generation, in the future, is Leo's Trudim al Hamichya Ve'ala Kalkala That the, it's going to happen that later generations are going to be very busy making a Parnasa. We're going to be working hard. Ubekama inyonim hamatridim esadeos. And the many things that, that distract us, that weigh us down. Our anxieties, our, our worries, our, our, our struggles, our mishpachas, the people that we're worried about. There are lots of things that could distract us. Shema Yoimru, maybe that day, that dur, maybe 2023, will say, The Torah was given to a dur deya. She'efshir lahem lahasig madregais ramais v'nizgavais. Vilodas darke hatayra ba oimek chachmasam. Loikain la anie hadas kamaini. We're heading into a shvuas. And shvuas is a very special day of Kabbalah Satayra. And in a, in a better time, and if the situation, if the life was different, I would be very excited to be being Makabal the Tayra. Rabbi Sai, is there a wall? Do you feel that wall? I feel sometimes like we are, we're t- tomorrow night we're being macabre the Torah, right? Right, we're being macabre the Torah. 
Is there a wall? Is there a wall where we're saying, where we're saying to ourselves somewhere like, yeah, that's, it's, it's very, it's very special that Klal Yisrael, like like the like the Velazhin, that Klal Yisrael has the Torah. It's very special that when I was younger, perhaps I had time to learn. It's very special that that I, I see that the yeshivas are 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 growing exponentially. It's incredible. Taka tomorrow night is Kabbalah Satayra. But are we staking our claim for what is ours? That I am being Makabal the Torah. I, with my Kalkala and, and Michya and, and Kama and Yonim Hamatridim, I want the Torah. It's mine. And I'm not giving it up. And my relationship with Torah is going to be different this year. And I'm not just saying that, I'm going to spend 48 hours thinking about that. And I'm going to find new geschmack and exciting and interesting and fascinating ways of, of plugging myself into Torah. Because it's my Yerush, it's mine. And I'm not going to let this crazy world take it away from me. It is mine, I'm staking a claim. Don't take away from me something that's mine, this is mine. In Waterbury, many of us know what it feels like to be robbed, by the way. Okay? Probably most people in this room at some point have woken up in the morning and find that their car has been gone through. I don't know if in Blue Ridge is like that, but Bayas is like that. Okay? Do you know that feeling? You know that? You know the feeling. You know that feeling? You're enraged. You took my cell phone charger? The chutzpah? It's enraging. Somebody took something that's mine? Rabbi Sai. Tomorrow night, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us the Torah once again. It's ours, and it's the most valuable thing in the world. And we could continue to build our relationship with Torah, to be more and more in love with Torah as we get older, that our relationship in 10 years from now pales in comparison to our relationship today. We could grow in the way that we learn. We could grow in our commitment to learning. We could grow in our excitement in learning. We could grow, we could develop different parts of our minds. There's a whole world here and it's mine. Could you imagine finding out in the end of your life, by the way, this happens to people, that your brother knew that you guys were Yorish a few million dollars and didn't bother to tell you? You know what that's like? There are people that don't talk to their siblings for 50 years because of things like that. We have the most valuable thing that's possible. The most precious, the, it's indescribable, you can't put into words. And we're allowing these kama inyanim hamatridim esadeyas to rob us from waking up and from saying, this, this is mine. This is mine. If I don't know what to do next, I'm, I'm going to call a Rebbe and I'm going to say, okay, I, I want to develop. I want, the, I want to take ownership of this. I, I, I need this. I'm not letting another year go by. Other people are walking into the base medrash and they're developing their connection to Torah. It's not fair. I want, it's mine also. It's just as much mine. And by the way, the next time you're in Lakewood, try it. Walk into the base medrash 
with confidence, sit down by a shtender, try not to take the Russian yeshiva shtender, but sit down by a shtender, this is my base medrash, it's mine, I belong here. Do the same thing in Panavish, in Bnei Brak, when you're visiting. We're not tourists to Tyra. We could live in Waterbury, Connecticut. We could live in, 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 in Timbuktu. It doesn't matter. This is our Yerusha. We deserve this. This is ours. Nachlas Avaisa. So let's pick ourselves up, Rabbi Isai. And Baruch Hashem, we have so much positive work that we've done in the past. Not to take away from the Yerusha that we've claimed until now. But let's make this Yantif a Yantif of, of we were robbed. Let's make this yantif a yantif of taking a claim to the Torah, of figurative, figuratively taking a sefer Torah and wrapping your hands around it and not letting the guy by hakafas take it out of your hands. Because I'm holding on to that sefer Torah and I'm not letting go. And I have to figure out, each one of us has to figure out what that means for me for this year. But this Torah is my Torah. And I deserve it. And as busy and distracted and, and imperfect as I am, it doesn't matter. Because I'm the Ben Chaveroi. I'm the Tzetzoi, I'm Chabes Yisrael. And I deserve and will take claim to my Yerusha. I just want to say that we in Waterbury do not fully appreciate as much as we should and as much as as much as we should the the fact that we that we share this community with Rabbi Kalish and it's an unbelievable schuss. I, I don't take it for granted every single time that we're able to sit together and we're able to hear, besides for all the shiurim that he, that he gives in Blue Ridge, and besides for the mountains and mountains and mountains of avoda and achrayas that he takes upon himself for Achenu B'nai Yisrael. And it's very, very important that we not be guilty of that, of that mushal that I once told you from Rebel Hanan that the, the, when, when, when you put the candelabra on the table and everyone's very impressed from the light, but underneath the candelabra it's dark. It's very, very important. It's like we're, we're us elitin as adin if we can't recognize that we have a resource that's so, so, so precious and valuable. And it's, it's hard. I know we have to fight for it. But it's, it's precious and valuable. And let's, uh, let's, let's, uh, let's, Appreciate and thank Rabbi Kalish for taking the time and the kaychais and the thoughtfulness of sharing the Torah and Chizuk with us.
Bershus, the Rav Shlita, thank you for your Devrei Torah and thank you for your kind words. Bershus, the Olam, I'm going to ask, I want to share some thoughts. This, this night is meaningful. I'm going to ask Bershus that we sing something. I'm absorbing what the Rav said. I'm absorbing my son. And I came, for me, the night I would sing and we dive in my, we're good to go. What we just heard is not, it's not just in the night and another, another drush and something else. We heard something that, that, that was demanding of us, that was a possibility for us. Both aspects of Torah Tzivalonu Meirash Kiyasiyak, that it is our Yerusha, that's demanding, that's encouraging. And both the aspects, She'eni Yerusha Yilucha, let's go get it. Let's, let's claim that which is ours. And to me, like just to have a night and go on to other, let's, let's hear some. A string of speakers. I want to sing with the Chevra. If Dayun doesn't mind, let's sing. I'll, I start my keys. I'll roll off. David, is there somebody better keys? If not, I'll just start my keys. When I was a youngster, I was Zoyche, that 
somebody was very close to our family, an old Rav, a precious Yid, a Tamil Chacham, Muflug. And we was like, my father was very, very close to his son and close to this Rav. He was very, very Mekur of Tar family. He came to our family, Simchas, and we felt my father was best friends with his son and had a very warm and deep Kesher to this Talmud Chacham. And we grew up, our, our family as kids, that he meant something in our lives. We looked up to him as a family. And he meant something in our lives. He meant a lot. This Rav, in, in the community I grew up in, had, the, had a minog that before every single yantiv, Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Chanukah, and Purim, all those chagim, he would gather the community. He would make a shear for the community, and people would gather. He would always say beautiful lundus. Talmud Chacham, Muflug, Fresh Chedushim. It was an old Rav, the later years, beautiful, fresh Chedushim. Lamdish Ashtekloch on every single Chag. And he would bring somebody to say Nyanei Agada on every single Yantiv. This went on for years. And my, I was Zaychem, myself and a couple of friends, we were Makbit to go to every single one. And it was something he held as a Pashtus. A city gets together, it's like Dvarim Pshotim. This was important to him. There were different kufas, how many people came, what percentage. And as a youngster, that mattered more to me when it was a big event and when it was a tiny event. And there were definitely different kufas. But what was unfailing was the sense that a community gets together before a chag and, and you learn the sugyas of the chag, you prepare, you stand up and you say, we want this. We want what this chag is about. This was like Dvarim Pshutim. And I was together with a group of friends. He, he gave this to us. And this was like a pashtus, you go before every single chag, that many different venues and always a different person spoke along with him. I'm so thankful to Rabbi Wasnicki who pushed, who made sure that this gathering, this important gathering has to happen, it has to be. I say publicly to us, don't, let's, not, let's not let one chag come, that we don't get together as a group. At the ages I'm at, it's less important, the numbers. It doesn't matter if it's three people and five. If we sit around the table, let's not, let's hold each other accountable. That a chag comes, that we gather together as a chabura, and we say, we're preparing, let's prepare, shtiklach taira. Let's prepare in yanim of the chag to greet the chag, the precious chag that's upon us. This is such a basic I give credit, some credit to this Rav in my personal life that this is so pashat. I'm zayich to be part of a community and part of the yeshiva. I look at the achrayis. To me, if the yeshiva is not prepared and not in a state of preparing for a chag, I let down the yeshiva. I didn't do, if my family's not in that state, if the community, anything we're achray for, that there's a sense, this house, this family, this community, this yeshiva is gearing up for a chag, is getting ready, is, is thinking about the chag, is excited for the chag, then we're missing out. Then, then there's, something, there's something we're missing out on. And to me, this importance in our own, all of us that are zeichet to be here tonight, before Advar Torah is shared, we're saying we're here to get ready for the chag of choice. We're here because we want to be mekabel. We're going to ask Hashem Hanchilenu Hashem Lekenu. 
We're asking Hashem to give us. Reb Chaim Brim, I was zeichet to hear this from his mouth a few times. He said about the tefill of somebody he looked up to, who said Shadin van Chilenu, and the person would say before Shabbos Kodesh, and before Yantiv, this person he looked up to would say, would say, Hashem, I prepared food for Shabbos, I prepared this, and would describe his achanais for Shabbos Kodesh, or a Yantiv, and he would ask Hashem, could you give me the Yantiv now? Could I be zeichet to connect that the Yantiv's mashpiyan, he would ask Hashem, he has prepared so. We gather here, we heard Divrei Torah from the Rav Shlita, from my sunshine. Beautiful Divrei Torah, but the statement, we gathered here to prepare to be mechen for the Chag of Shvois. I'd like to share with the Chavra two, two Divrei Torah, two ideas with the Chavra tonight that are, that are two aspects I'm thinking about the Chag. They're, they're, they're two parts to the Chag of Sukkot. Very much relates to what the Rav spoke about, this pshat from Reb Chaim Velazhin, that my Rasha Kilas Yaakov, it's Yerusha for Klal Yisrael. I want to share a kasha that Rizal asked. That Rizal asks that at the beginning of Parashas Bamidbar, when it says the counts of Klal Yisrael, so it says, Livnei Shemaim, to the children of Shimon, and it says the count, Livnei God, Livnei Yehuda, Livnei Yisachar, each one Livnei, Comes the last one and it says, B'nai Naftali, the Lamed is dropped. It says, B'nai Naftali, it doesn't have the Livne. Strangely, the first 11 it says Livne, and by Naftali it says, B'nai Naftali, it drops the Lamed. Says that Rizal something fascinating. That the way Klal Yisrael was counted, this is what he said happened. There was a Pincus, there was some book, and Moshe and Aaron went around Klal Yisrael and counted. There was counted against Klal Yisrael. Nothing to do with what shevet you're in. A consensus went around the entirety of Klal Yisrael. And in one pinkus was written all the names of Klal Yisrael in that pinkus. That was the first count that Arizal said what happened. Afterwards, says that Arizal, now they want to know the count of every shevet. So they went through the initial pinkus, and somebody would read off, let's get all the late, all the people from Shimon. The count had all of Klal Yisrael mixed in the first pinkus, in the first book. And then how many are in Shimon? So they would went through the first book, and they had a separate notebook where they wrote out all of Shimon, they counted, so live nay Shimon, says that result. Oh, give that towards Shimon. Send those numbers out to Shimon. They were taken out of the original Pincus, all the Shimon ones. All the God ones, live nay God, were moved towards God. And the 11, so on and so forth, each Shavit was taken out. Live nay, put that to God. Put that to Usher. When after 11 were done, Naphtali had no separate book because the rest of the names, you could do the calculations. They got to 600,000. The others were put, says the Arizal, to 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, to the 11 Shvatim. Now there were X number of names left. Those were all B'nai Naphtali. You don't have to count. The rest of them are Naphtali. They don't need to be added up. 
Once you separate the other 11, that's what the Arizal said happened. It's B'nai Naftali. The rest of them remain the B'nai Naftali. It's not lit. It's not moved anywhere. Amazing Arizal. And the question begs, why was it counted that way? Why were Klal Yisrael counted like that? Why we counted such a strange way? Originally, go direct, count the Shimon, count the Levi, count everybody. The regular. Why were they counted first in one book? And Rav Shaul Alter said pshat. He said this year. He said publicly pshat that the pshat in the Arizal, that Klal Yisrael's first counted as one Uma is deeper than our differences. Deeper. It's true. We have shvatim. It's true we have different tchunas and different anhagas and different ways in Klal Yisrael. But the first book was the book of Kol Am Yisrael. The first book, and from there you could divide up from that pinkus, from that book that all of Klal Yisrael are in, all as one. From that place and only you can move names, Levnei Shemin, Levnei Menashe, Levnei Vinyanimim, but the, the deepest place is we're in the same Pinkus. That it's Klal Yisrael, that it's the Am Hashem. Of course, different stations, different missions. But the first Pinkus is the Pinkus of all of Klal Yisrael came. We all come from the same book. We're all counted in the same book. We all belong to the same Ummah. That's a much deeper Mitzvah than all the unique aspects. While they're important, the unique Anhagas of each. But the Kaidim Kol were in one Pinkus. I wanted to share this Vard of Rav Shaul Alter based on this Arizal. We're headed to Kabbalah Satayra. And certainly one aspect is the unity. A Tanai for Kabbalah Satayra. Ke'ish Echad Echad the unity. That's a condition for Kabbalah Satayra. We have different ways and different customs and different, all different styles and different... Different, each one with a different mission, but we're part of a people, united, a yid. We're part of an ummah, and we have a profound connection of coming from the same ummah. So I wanted to start with that word. <clears throat> Interestingly, that we read Megillas Rus, and the question is on Shvois, why we read Megillas Rus? Why is that the Megillah? that's connected to Shvois, is question number one. And the truth is on that question, we know the Taisvis Chagiga Yod Zayin, that Taisvis says that David HaMelech was nifter on Shvois, he brings you Yushalmi, he brings you Yushalmi, that David HaMelech was nifter on Shvois. The Gemara there says in Chagiga, we know there's a Chiv Darais on every Yamtiv to bring a carbon Chagiga, in Oilas Ri'iya and a Karben Chagiga, Shalme Chagiga and Oilas Ri'iya. In every Yamtiv, we have a mitzvah daraisa to be Oila Regal. And we bring in Oilas Ri'iya upon entering Eretz Yerushalayim. We bring in Oilas Ri'iya. And we bring a Chagiga. We have a mitzvah daraisa. And we know normally on Yamtiv, it has the whole Zayin Yayim. If you don't bring it the first day, the second, third, fourth. Pesach and Sukkot were aware of that, but the Gemara Chagiga says even on Shvois, that's only one day in Eretz Yisrael. Nonetheless, there's Zayin Yamim, like the other two Chagim. There are seven days to have the makeup, to bring the makeup of the carbon. And Taisvis says that the year David HaMelech was Nifter on Shvois, Gans Klal Yisrael was in Aninus, 
We were an Ainain, a Gadol Adar, a leader of Klal Yisrael, a teacher of Tyre was Nifter, and all of Klal Yisrael was an Ainain. And as such, we couldn't bring Karbanais, Midrabanon. We were precluded amazingly. We had a Chi of Daraisa to bring an Eilas Re'iyah. We had a Chi of Daraisa to bring a Shalmi Chagiga. But this Aninus, which is an Aninus Midrabanon, for a God Dar, but this Aninus, Bishev Al Tas says, Eiker the Daraisa, and the whole Klal Yisrael did not bring the Beis Amigdash was silent. Normally, on Yantiv, the Beis Amigdash is is buzzing, is yamtiv, the amount of karbanis, every yid's bringing a chagiga, the whole Yushalayim has millions of yidin, there are steaks at every street corner, people are, are, are cooking and grilling and making their shalmi chagiga, sharing it with other people, Yushalayim is, is buzzing, the Beis Hamikdash is busy, but that year that David HaMelech was nifter, Klal Yisrael was an aninos, and there were no shalmi chagiga, of course, the karbanas atzibur are brought, but the carbon of the yachid, the shalmi chagiga, was not brought. The elas was not brought that year, and the yushalmi says it was made up after the chag. Taisus asks that the gemara in Shabbos is mivur that David Amelech was nifter on Shabbos. It's mivur, and the gemara says lahedya daf lamid in mesech the Shabbos that David Amelech was nifter on Shabbos. To which Tyson Chagiga asks, so you don't bring an Eilas Re'iyah and a Shalmi Chagiga on Shabbos Ayvisay. So why does it say we didn't bring the carbon because of the Aninos? We don't bring a carbon because it's Shabbos Kaidash. See, we couldn't bring it that year on Shabbos anyway. Tyson asks this theorem. Tyson answers that it's a Machlaikis Gemaris. It's Machlaikis to your Shalmi. He says, they didn't know, one says it was Shabbos, Machlaikis Tyson says. Others answer, Kadmainim already say that when the Gemara Shabbos says he was Nifter on Shabbos, Yamtiv is called Shabbos. Rashi and Shmuas Yedzayin, Mimachras HaShabbos is Pesach. Yamtiv is called Shabbos. It doesn't mean he was Nifter on Shabbos. He was Nifter on Yamtiv. He was Nifter on Shvois. That's possible. It's very, we know that we all say Tzidkas Chatzedek every single Shabbos by Mincha. All of us say Tzidkas Adin. Why Shabbos Mincha are we being Matzdekadin? So the Zayar in Shruma says that three Tzadikim were Nifter Shabbos Mincha. And the Zayar says that Maish Rabbeinu was Nifter Shabbos Mincha, Yaisim HaTzadik was Nifter Shabbos Mincha, and David HaMelech. These three Tzadikim, Yaisim HaTzadik, Maish Rabbeinu, and David HaMelech were Nifter Shabbos Mincha. And we say Tzidkascha because we're being Matzdekadin of the loss of these three great Tzadikim. So we say Tzidkascha Tzedek. So the Zayar is saying that David HaMelech was Nifter on Shabbos. Be'emes, Taisus asked, this Yushalmi says we didn't bring the Karbanas because Aninus, we were in mourning. The Zayar and, and, and the Gemara in Shabbos says it was Shabbos Kaidish, so we didn't bring so. What's happening? Fast, Ramayisha Sternbach. Himar the Muzmanim says a wonderful plan, very gishmak for this year. Reb Sternbach says that Avada, they didn't bring the carbon. On the first day, they didn't bring the carbon. He says, because of Aninus. He says they didn't bring the carbon on the first day. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He says the first day was Shabbos Kodesh. 
David HaMelech was nifter on Shabbos, like the Gemara says in Shabbos, like the Zayar says, David HaMelech was nifter on Shabbos. And as such, we didn't bring the Karbanas, he was nifter on Shabbos. But then we should bring it the next day, on Yom Rishon we should bring it. And they didn't bury David HaMelech, says Yomayshe Sternbach, till Yom Rishon, they weren't going to bury him on Shabbos. David HaMelech was, was buried on Yom Rishon. We didn't bring it Yomishin because of the Aninus. When the Yerushalmi says that the Aninus was the reason we didn't bring it, means we weren't mashlim at Yomishin. We should have been mashlim. So Shabbos, we didn't bring the Chagiga and the Oilas Ria because it was Shabbos Kaidish. David HaMelech was buried on the next day on Yom Rishon. We didn't bring the Karbanas. We were all in Aynein, the Yom HaKfura. Klai Yisrael was in Aynein. So it was the second day. It was, it was Yom Sheni. So that's where Moshe Sternbach is Miyashev, the different Chazal. Lemaisa, we know that David HaMelech was Nifter on Shvois. This year, Shalmi. So as such, it makes sense that we read Megillas Rus. We ask, why do we read the Megillas Rus? It was David HaMelech was Nifter. But of course, all of us understand if Klai Yisrael reads Megillas Rus, and the very fact that David HaMelech was Nifter on Shvois needs a pshat, that were pointed to David HaMelech. David HaMelech certainly represents Eisek HaTayr, the beautiful Gemara Makas Yud, that David HaMelech says, David HaMelech, for sure represents Hasmadus HaTayr, no question. It's the Gemara Makas, the Gemara Makas Yud says, that, that, that David HaMelech said to Hashem, he said to Hashem, I came to the base, he said in front of the Rabbi Nishalaylam, he said, I heard Klal Yisrael saying, he walked in and he heard people talking. And they said, When is this old man going to die? Shloimah his son, will come build the Beis HaMikdash and will be Eile Regal. It's not interesting, Derech Agav, that it's Mashma, they were in Eile Regal before, before David HaMelech. Because they said, when is he going to die? And Shlomo will build a base of the Eile Regal. This Gemara Chagigah's Mivur, they were Eile Regal. The Gemara speaks about an Eile Asriya. And the Klai saw this Yerushalmi. Tzmashmui did bring an Eile Asriya. That Tzarech Eon, these two Gemaras, did we bring the Karbanas or not? Were we Eile Regal or not? <coughs> this Gemara says, Masayam Zakin Zeh, V'yivna Shlomo Beis HaMikdash, and will be Eile Regal. And remarkably, David HaMelech says, Samachti, Akshat's Nachas. The mid of David HaMelech, selfless. List me garmei klum, selfless. Samachti, at such Nachas. He said to Hashem, look at our people, they're so into the Rabbi Nishalom. It was seemingly very insulting to David HaMelech, but he's happy. They want Hashem. Of course they love David HaMelech, but they want Hashem. He said, Samachti, he's happy. And Hashem said back to David HaMelech, one day that your Isaac and Tyre David Amalek is greater to me. One day that your Isaac and Tyre Lufanai is greater than a thousand carbonus of Shleim Amalek. But specifically, it says by David Amalek, the Isaac of David Amalek. But we need to understand David HaMelech specifically that it's so focused on. And Megillas Rus that Klal Yisrael reads on the Yom of Shavuos needs a pshat. Another kasha that, that bears studying is that the Avais celebrated Pesach. 
That's open Chazal. Avram Avinu had a Seder. What do you mean they celebrated Pesach? We, there was no Mitzrayim, no Yitzias Mitzrayim. And the Aves, and the Aves, the Aves Chazal tell us kept Taryag Mitzvahs. If they celebrated Pesach, by the way, the purpose of Pesach is Tavdanas Aloykim Laharazeh Shvois. So it's like, it means, and they kept Taryag means they kept Shvois. What does that mean? The Aves kept Shvois. We didn't have the Torah yet. What does that mean to celebrate Pesach? They kept Svira Sa'imer. They kept Shvois. What's happening? That the Aves kept Pesach and Shvois. All of us understand that Pesach exists well before Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim happens because of Pesach. Pesach doesn't happen because of Mitzrayim. Shvois, we're given the Torah because it's Shvois. Zman matan tarasenu. It's a zman of giving the Torah. What happens, something happens that the most shaykh to the thing is the fact that the Torah was given. So all of us understand what Pesach is. What Pesach is, is it's shaykh in this world to live not with Hashem. There's the possibility, and that's the creation of this world, that somebody could live in a world devoid of Hashem. It's most represented by Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim was the place that our eyes can see, that we can experience. What Pesach is, Yitzhiya, from such a matzav. A matzav devoid of godliness. A place under the memshola of Teva. A place of people just living a very physical, finite existence. That's Mitzrayim. And Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim existed well before we were in Mitzrayim. There was a Musig. And Pesach is a time of Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim. A time, misogul, to leave that world that's finite, that's that meaningless, that has no future, no eternity, no shaykh is Hashem. And the opposite of Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim is Shvois. Shvois is that time that the Avay celebrated, a time that a person chaps they could live with Bari Eilam. The most Shvois we were able to experience was Matan Taira, that we were Zaycha to get a Taira, a Yiddish Shaykh, to live very, very big, to have Taira, to have Mitzvahs, to live with a Kesher Tashem. And Oibazai, of course, Matan Taira happens on Shvois. The possibility of Shvois is for a Yid, the opportunity of Shvois is for a Yid to understand we're Shaykh from our station, each and every one of us, to serve Hashem, to connect to much, much deeper, to much, much more than a limited physical existence. The two pictures that I have of Rus, they're two paintings. I'm not much for an artist, but I like drawing pictures for myself. There are two pictures that I want to draw of Rus, that I want to visualize of Rus. Rus and all Rus is for, Rus has three parts to her. She's a Giyayra, she's a convert. She's not just a convert, she's a convert from a very despised people, from Mayav. A Mayavi cannot marry a Yid. And she's a convert from Mayav. That's, that's where Rus comes, a very despised, a matter of fact. We know that David HaMelech was thought to be a mamzer in his youth. The story, what was David HaMelech thought? It was Nifter on Shus. He was thought to be a mamzer, David HaMelech. Because Yishai came from Rus. 
And many people held that Yishai, many Talmidei Chachamim, held that Yishai wasn't allowed to marry a Yid. Because he's from Mayab, he's from Rus, who's a Moavite. And many people held that he can't marry a Yid. And he was perished from his wife, Shanim, for three years. He had six sons and he was perished from his wife. Yishai thought of a chap that'll live with a shifcha, that'll live with his shifcha. And it was a chap because the shifcha's kid is not misyaches after the father. The shifcha's kid's an Evid Knani. So he'll have an Evid Knani with his shifcha. Then he'll free, it's his Evid Knani. And then he'll have a child who can marry a yid. That was Yishai's plan. His shivcha was uncomfortable with this plan and told Yishai's wife to go in her stead into a base offil, into a dark room, to go in her stead. And Yishai's wife instead had a child, had David HaMelech. When Yishai's wife was expecting, Yishai knew that he'd been perished from his wife for three years. And the thought was that David HaMelech was a mamzer. All because of this halacha, it's not so pashat for Mayavi to marry a Yid. So Rus is from Mayav, a country that doesn't have gratitude, who's not let to marry Yid, nor about Akar Satayv. Mayavi, that's where she's from. She's an outsider. Of course, the halacha, which was Paskin, and Shmuel let it be known, a psak, that it's Mayavi, B'lai Mayavis, Rus was Muteris, to marry a Yid, all of Yishai's children were allowed to marry Yidin. Yishai was allowed to marry Yidin. But Rus Kaidim Kol comes from Mayav. She's an Almana. She doesn't have a husband to attach her to a community, an Almana. Detached from the community. Ramatisyo Salomon used to go weekly, Friday nights. Guys from Yeshiva, Yusayimim were always invited. He was a Yasim as a youngster. And as such, a tremendous Rachmanis on Yusayimim. And there were two Bachim in Yeshiva who learned here, went to him for Shabbos. Friday night before he got home, he would make Kiddush for Almanus. He went to two or three Almanus before he got home. He felt that they feel disconnected to the community. He wanted to go, a tzaddik, a gadol, to their houses. They should feel part, connected to the community. Rus is, an, is, 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 is a Giyaris. She's an Almanus, she's an Ania, she's poor. She's not, she's not poor that, that they can't afford the nicest car, that they can't get the best sushi. She's poor, she's collecting leket. Every vert of, of cut off, every vert of irrelevant, every vert of unimportant. That's what Rus was. And she's sitting, the picture, that she's sitting on the field in Ania. Agiyaris and Almana, everything feeling with every reason to feel detached, unimportant. And she's sitting there on the Sada and she's collecting leket with tremendous dektok and mitzvahs. The hardest part that I've discovered to ask somebody to do mitzvahs, it's changing my performance of mitzvahs. When somebody's struggling and you ask them, you learn what? It's easy socially, just do it. The hardest part to get somebody to do mitzvahs is to get somebody to believe that my, that God needs, wants, cares about my pula. That it really matters that this is significant. That my pula is wanted, needed, cared for by Hashem. My mitzvah eternally matters. That's the hardest part of getting somebody 
to agree to do a mitzvah. What you're claiming, this matters, this counts. And Rus is sitting in the Sada, the picture of Rus, off the grid, irrelevant, not part of a society, sitting on a Sada, pick on her, on her knees in an Eifenschaltzneus, picking Leket, but two strands she could pick. And three, going on the ground, three, no, 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 la lacha, I can't touch that, that would be Gneva. Two, I can, three, I can, two, I can. The picture of Diktok HaMitzvahs, that it matters, my pu'ula, that God cares, asher kedshanu b'mitzvahisav v'tzivanu, my pu'ula matters, my action matters and is significant. That picture of Rus, that's one picture, and then the later picture of Ima Shalmalchus, when Shloima Melechs, the Melech of Kol Yisrael, of Kol Ha'olam, El Yainim V'tachtainim, and next to Shloima Melechs, a throne that Rus sits on. And it was the same Rus, the same one picking Leket in the fields, and the one who's Ima Shalmalchus, who's, who's the mother of the king, who's the Ima Shalmashiach, that same person, and what Rus brings to all of us, and this is the essence of Kabbalah Satira, we spoke about we're part of a tzibur for sure, Klal Yisrael, and we're ma'aged and ma'aged with Klal Yisrael. But the importance of kol yachid v'yachid, my opportunity from my station to be mekadashem shemaim, the oimek of shvuas, of course, the Torah brings this out, and the most shvuas that we were shayach to ever was the giving of Torah. But Shavuos, which t- talks to every Yid, that from our station, from our place on this world, where we look stuck, where we look limited, we're Shaykh, each of us, from whatever station we're at, is Shaykh to serve Hashem, and Shaykh to a unique Kiddush Shamayim. She brings the Geula, this brings the Geula. Golis is the Yid feeling they don't count. Gullus is the Yid feeling, it's so hidden, it so doesn't matter. And Gu'ula, Gu'ula, this is Gu'ula, this is what Mashiach, this is what it means. That Rus from that Sada, who knows that her P'ulais matter, she has a unique opportunity to serve Hashem. It's so fascinating that she comes from, where, where did we even pick up Rus from? Elimelech does a Chet. Chazal say it was a chet, he ran, it was a tsar ayin and aniyim, and he ran to, he ran to the plains of Mayav. From there, Mashiach comes. From there, David HaMelech comes. From there, we're Zaycha, Klal Yisrael, Zaycha, to David, Melech Yisrael. From there, so odd. It was, it was rooted in chet. But the lesson that it doesn't matter yesterday, wherever we find ourselves, whatever brought us there, there's no place that's devoid. There's no station somebody could be at. No place in our life that we don't have a unique opportunity for Kiddush Shemaim. A place that we went that was chet, that got us there, bidafka from that place, in that place, through that place, we got Rus. And we got ultimately get David Amelech and ultimately Mashiach comes from there. Is that wherever our station, we all have unique stations. We all have a unique story. We all have unique places and circumstances in our lives. 
And our opportunity to be Mekadosh Shemayim, to learn Hashem's Torah, to keep Hashem's mitzvahs, our unique opportunity, call Yachid the Yachid, each and every one, our opportunity to be Mekadosh Shemayim is the essence of Shavuos, is the essence of Kabbalah Satayra. This, this idea that the Kabbalah Satayra shall call Echad the Echad, of each Yachid, of each individual, it fascinates me that David HaMelech made a song. David HaMelech was not Tzarechet to build the base HaMikdash. And Shloim HaMelech built the base Mish, but he made the song. He composed the song, the Mizmar Shir Chanukah Sabayis, that it should be sung upon the inauguration of the base HaMikdash. Now his song is very personal, that doesn't bother me. It used to, when I was younger, it bothered the song. David HaMelech is Lismigar Mevelay Klum, selfless. Yet his song is personal, doesn't bother me at all. It doesn't bother me at all. Because if you ask a bacher, I'm thinking about graduation, to speak by graduation, you'd only want him to speak personally. His only way of sharing the experience to everybody, if everybody's collective experience is from his unique experience. So there's nothing selfish, and David Amelot didn't have a selfish bone. There's nothing selfish about saying his own perspective. But it fascinates me what the perspective, this is the song of Beis Amigdash. And the song that David HaMelech wanted was, I elevate you, Hashem, you lifted me up. David HaMelech had adversaries who said, who wrote him off. After his head of Bathsheba, he had adversaries who wrote him off. And he said the construction of Beis HaMikdash was a massive indication. Who built the Beis HaMikdash? Who was his mother, Bathsheba? And it was a vindication. I prayed to you and you forgave me. And he wanted them to sing that song of Beis HaMikdash. The song against those who write people off. Those who think this one's out, that one's gone. He wrote a song of Beis HaMikdash. Hashem living amongst us. Hashem handing a Torah to us means. What does it mean for us to have a Torah? The exact translation, the angels didn't want it, means the human being who, who, who mix, messes up, the human being who goes, who goes to the plains of Mayev and is shaykh to be a tsar ayin in Aniyim and run away. Where he is, there he can serve Hashem. Where he is, there's an opportunity for Kiddush Amayim. The sense, well maybe I'm just at this place now for yesterday's sin. That's the hefech of Kabbalah Satayra. The Taira being given to Basadam and the angels had such a havimin. How can Kiddush Shemayim come from human error? How can Kiddush Shemayim be allowed to exist in this world, from this world? But Kabbalah Satayra and us having the Taira means this. There's nobody but Rus and the story of Rus. Of human error that was gairim us to even go where we went, Mithila, brought about a Rus, brought us tremendous Yeshuas. And somebody who knew from whatever station you're at, wherever you find yourself, your actions matter and count, and have the possibility of eternity, of, of, of a world that it's shaykh to live important pu'ulais, on a field collecting leket. From a, from a, from, a, from, from somebody who's an almana, collecting leket, her actions are ever important 
The Rabbeinu Shalom staring and looking and I'm looking there and I care. I can't think of a better Sefer that we should read on Shvois, each and every one of us, but soak it up to our own lives. The Rav spoke that we're all Shaykh to Limit Atayrah. Each and us have unique possibilities of Kiddush Shemayim, of Torah and Mitzvahs, of service of Hashem, from our unique stations, precisely opportunities, opportunities of Kiddush Shemayim that only belong to you, only belong to me, unique, unique Kabbalah Satayr. So there's the aspect of the Mayrash Kilas Yaakov, we're part of a beautiful nation, and we're unified, and a one people who are loyalists to Hashem, who have a unique mission to teach the world that, that we're shaykh to more than the limited. We're not stuck in Egypt. We're shaykh to something deeper and more. So certainly we belong to an ummah. And we're mechazik at this time to feel more connected. We're written in one pinkus. We're one people, one nation, and connected. It doesn't matter the different types and kinds. First, we're in one pinkus before we're separated. Into this chasidus, that, litvish, svar, before any separation, we're first in one pinkus. And then the second point of the kol yachid v'yachid, the Kabbalah satire of the importance of each person, everybody's station, that shayich, this is the essence of shvus. That everybody at their station, this is the opposite of Yitzhiyah Mimitzchah, opposite of Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim is a place devoid of Hashem. The opposite of Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim is Kabbalah Satayra, the awareness of our tremendous possibility of Kervis Hashem, where we are, where we find ourselves, what happened, what man's decisions. We're shayich. I dare say, and I wonder to myself, I'm afraid to say it. I had the same, the Rav asked the Kasha that Klal Yisrael slept. How could Klal Yisrael sleep that first year? I have a wonder, I wonder to myself that the Oymek, the Klal Yisrael slept. How could they sleep? There's so much to do. How could they sleep? There's an aspect, I spoke to the Rav about this before Pesach. There's an aspect, there's an aspect of Kabbalah Satira, there's an aspect that we're shaykh to a whole world without our doing. That we're shaykh, there's a bechena that we're shaykh to something, that we're shaykh to something very, very large and big that's beyond us. The going to sleep is it's not, there's something deeper than me and beyond me. Of course, we have to, and we're mashlam dechet, we do achanais, but the, at, the attitude of sleeping is there was something bigger than them, something much larger than them. That was the bechena of sleeping. And I want, we should all be zaycha, this voice, all of us, for our own unique Kabbalah satire, to see from our stations, each of us from our unique situations in our life, to be mekabal Torah and mitzvahs, to be mekabal to learn Hashem's Torah, to keep mitzvahs, to bring Kiddush from our unique stations, you have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org. For other shearim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any dafin shas, including Myra McClaimus on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427. Or email... Info at shasilluminated.org.